Welcome to the Connect FCS Ed Podcast, where we talk about family and consumer sciences education. Each episode is geared to support, recruit, and retain the professional FCS educator. I am your host, Barbara Scully, and I want to boldly celebrate with you today, families and careers. Hi, and welcome back to Connect FCS Ed. Thank you so much for listening. So today on the episode, I have Libby Gutchenritter, who is the engagement manager for One Love Organization. One Love is, well, the headquarters is in New York, but they have area offices in here, local for me in the Seattle area, but also in the Bay Area. And here, I just have Libby here to share her wonderful resources and unfortunately, the beginning of how One Love was founded. So welcome, Libby. I'm so glad that you're here. Hi, Barbara. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Um, I'm so grateful to be able to be here today to talk about One Love. One Love was founded in 2010. We have a really tragic beginning with a hopeful mission. So in 2010, a young woman named Yardley Love was a senior at the University of Virginia. And she was, she was smart. She was popular. She was athletic. She was funny. She was ambitious. She was all set to graduate. And three weeks shy of her graduation, her ex-boyfriend killed her. And at the time, her family thought, well, this was just a random act of violence. Like this was a fluke. They couldn't really understand what happened. But when the trial came to be, they started to hear terms like domestic violence, relationship abuse, intimate partner violence. And they were like, that, that can't be us. That can't be our family. That's not our daughter. But as different family members and friends and coaches and teammates started to tell the story of the relationship that they had seen, the Love family realized that the pieces were all there, but no one had the language to put it together. And no one knew that all of the little incidences and encounters and altercations that they had seen were the puzzle pieces of an unhealthy and ultimately abusive relationship. So Sharon Love, Yardley's mom, and Lexi, her sister, were really energized and said, we can't let this happen to anybody else. Yardley's death was preventable. Deaths like this across the country are preventable, and we want to do something about it. So they started the One Love Foundation. Our mission really is to help young people recognize the warning signs early on. We call them the 10 signs of an unhealthy relationship and to give young people the tools to recognize what they're seeing, identify it and help a friend. Really that bystander intervention piece, that peer-to-peer, I can help you. Being able to put the pieces together early as a prevention strategy is really important to us. Uh, Yes, well, it's so important right now, especially when we're in, as a high school teacher, pretty much across my entire state, we are, all schools are in a virtual, if not being introduced into the blended learning schedule. But it is so important for students to know the signs of a unhealthy relationship. And that is something that I'm very passionate about. I'm passionate about a lot of things, but really being able to see the signs and try to prevent and negate some stuff from happening because our students right now are hurting and they're just, they're so, they so badly want connection and they will try to do, they'll try to do anything that it takes to be able to have that. And if that means having a unhealthy relationship, they'll do it because 
it's some form of connection. Absolutely. And I think something that I think about a lot in the work that we do is relationships aren't just romantic. Relationships are friendships. Relationships are team dynamics. You have relationships with, with your siblings, with your coworkers, with your neighbors, with your relationship with your parents. There are all different types of dynamics in your life. And exactly like you said, we're all seeking connection right now. And I think in a lot of ways, it feels like any connection is good connection, but an unhealthy relationship can be so damaging and detrimental to a young person's self-esteem, to a young person's sense of self, to our ability to set boundaries, to our ability to, to really advocate for ourselves. And we see there's a lot of really scary cycles that young people can get trapped in because of the psychological and emotional abuse that can come out of these unhealthy relationships. So I think it's, that's why it's, I hear a lot of now more than ever, but I truly believe that now more than ever, this work is so important because young people aren't getting the socialization that they would normally get when you're in school. So you're not getting a chance to practice having a normal, healthy relationship. Uh, Most of our relationships are virtual, uh, which creates a whole other set of challenges and, and things to navigate that can be really daunting for a young person and really challenging for adults in a young person's life to help them just because of generation gaps and challenges around technology. Yeah. Well, the generation gaps with technology is a, is a huge thing and which kind of leads into my next conversation with you is about, you know, the social media dilemma and, and I'm not talking about what's on Netflix, the social dilemma, but, and with oversharing, because I've been very fortunate where I've been, I've already been exposed to One Love's mission and organization in the past because my state family consumer sciences alliance group, we have had One Love present, be a keynote speaker and be able to facilitate a breakout session. So I feel very fortunate where I have a lot of that knowledge, but I also, but I know One Love's mission needs to be spread further because the digital literacy right now with our students, they need help. And I think you have some great resources and great pathways to help educators as well as community members share those those resources. Absolutely. So One Love's educational tools are all based around films. And the reason that we do that is because we want to give young people characters to care about. And so it can be really hard to talk about our own relationships, especially in if you're a lot of our conversations happen in schools. And so I remember back when I was in high school, if I had a teacher to say, hey, Libby, talk to me about your relationships. I'd be like, no, I don't feel comfortable. It would be really challenging to start the conversation. So instead, we use films and we use narrative films that show the story of different couples and how their relationships progress, how they, in some cases, from start to finish, in some cases, it's a snapshot. And one of our films in particular is called Behind the Post. And the nexus of that film was this social media challenge. And this, there's kind of this double-edged sword if you have young people showing their relationships on social media, but then realizing the portrayal on social media is not a complete picture. And what we see on TV, what we see in movies, what we see when we scroll through our phones, is a curated sample and a curated snapshot of somebody's relationship. And so part of why these films are so valuable is you kind of, 
that particular phone behind the post allows you to see, okay, these are the posts that Zoe and Will are the names of the characters that Zoe and Will are posting. But then what happens behind the post? What's happening right before the picture's taken, right after the picture's taken? An example, without spoiling the film, is not that long, so there's not much to spoil. There's a picture of flowers that Will sends to Zoe. And if if I was scrolling through and she was my friend, I'd be like, oh, that's so sweet. He sent her flowers. They must be in love. You see that those flowers are actually an apology for being manipulative and deceptive. And the flowers are in additional manipulation tactic of saying, oh, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean it. You have to forgive me. And it can be really hard as a young person to be able to say, I know you got me this gift, but like you still did to to continue to push back and say, you still, you still did something wrong. But the additional pressure of she gets those flowers and it's already hard, but then her friends see it. And now her friends are saying, oh, wow, you guys must be so happy. Your relationship must be so great. And that just builds up this additional wall and makes it even harder for her to speak up, speak out to get help because she has this public perception, this persona that she's scared to shatter. Because as young people, social capital is so important, right? That's how we navigate the world. If you have people who think that you have this happy, healthy, strong, secure relationship, but really it's crumbling inside, you don't know how to speak up and you don't know who to reach out to. That's a lot of what what happened to Yardley. That's what happens to young women and young men across the country. I'll share a stat with you that is always jarring to me. I say this every day, but over one in three women, nearly one in three men, and one in two trans or non-binary folks will experience intimate partner violence in their lifetime. Wow. I'm writing that down. That's, That's staggering, shocking, and it's too many. Yeah. It's too much. On a personal level, my audience, they know that I'm a mom and I have two high school age daughters and uh, I have two sons who are younger, but I was just having the conversation with my junior. She shared with me, so last year she was actually, she had like her first boyfriend type situation and um, things were going great from what I can see. And, And I have a pretty open relationship with my daughters and just having conversations, but I knew there were, as a mom, we know when things are being hidden, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, and the, I hate Instagram for their being able to hide their posts. So you see it once and then it, it goes away type deal. I hate that, but, and I'm sure there are lots of moms and dads who are listening can relate to that, <laughs> but it was, it wasn't until recently that I, I just, asked her going, Hey, whatever happened to the relationship? I'm just kind of curious. Did it just kind of fizzle out naturally or did something happen or, or what was too needy? I I don't know. And she's like, it was just getting a little too needy. And I'm like, Oh, Oh, that's okay. Well, good for you for being able to, you know, put up a boundary and, and, you know, take care of yourself. And then she shared that the boy was asking her to send private pictures. Mm-hmm. And that's where in she has you know self confidence issues with with herself and she, but she didn't feel comfortable with that at all and so that is the reason why she ended it and as a mom I'm going you know fist pump high fives tens all around <laughs> it's like oh man I should have paid you <laughs> <laughs> but it just because you know that's validation on the parent side like oh we're doing something right <laughs> but. Also, at the same time, it's just like, 
that pressure is still there no matter how much we talk about it. We talk about it in school, during our classes. Don't send nude nudies. Whatever you put out there on the internet, it is there for life and it will ruin your life. But yet that kind of behavior is still being asked our kids. Right. And if it's what's so interesting, well, first of all, I'm I'm so proud of your daughter and so happy for her that she had the skill set to be able to set the boundary and say no. And I think what's so challenging there too is that we spend a lot of time teaching. I'm about to bind a little bit into a gender stereotype. We spend a lot of time teaching girls to say no and teaching girls to set the boundary, but we haven't spent a lot of time teaching boys not to act. Mm-hmm. And so One Love is diving into doing more work, thinking about how we can engage young boys and young men to think about how can they, we have our 10 signs, right? That In a lot of cases, that's a sign of intensity, right? That's a sign of possessiveness or you're trying to be manipulative to get that information or maybe guilting somebody, right? But then on the flip side, teaching them, okay, these are the unhealthy things that you're doing, but here's what you can do instead. Here's how you can be respectful. Here's how your relationship can move at a comfortable pace. Here's how you can practice kindness and equality. In some cases, young women want to take those pictures and want to share them. And I think that that's if they fully understand the ramifications I'm never going to be one to shame anyone for their decisions. But the problem is the pressure and the coercion and the control that comes in when they feel like, well, everybody's doing it, so I have to. Or he says he loves me, and this is another way that I can show him that I love him. And so it's that balance, right? If it's something, if you, if both people totally agree and it's a comfortable pace, right? That's one thing. If it's done with respect, that's okay. But when If something doesn't feel right, something's probably not right. Exactly. You got to trust that inner gut. And that's something that I'm constantly trying to share with my my own kids, but also with students. You gotta you gotta trust your gut because nine out of ten times your gut is always gonna be right. Absolutely. Yeah. So I guess what resources can what resources do you have that educators and our community members can become actively engaged with? One love. Yeah. So one silver lining of COVID is that it gave us at One Love time to fully develop and flesh out our education center. So in the past, a lot of our trainings happened live. We would kind of come in one-on-one, but we realized we couldn't get the information out fast enough. We have a small but mighty team of One Love staff who work across our community to spread this knowledge, but we realize there are more people who want it than we can get to. So we have joinonelove.org slash education center or just joinonelove.org, pretty quick to navigate to. And the education center contains trainings for all of our video-based workshops, facilitation tip for those community members who may not be traditional classroom teachers, may not necessarily know how do I lead an educational experience. Or for those of you who are traditional teachers, who may be looking for some more strategies to lead a more discussion-based lesson if that's not your typical format. And then my favorite part of the education center is the deep treasure trove of resources. So we are constantly developing new tools. We created resources that talk about the 10 signs in the time of COVID. So what do the all of these behaviors look like in this world that we've been navigating for the last nine months? We have tools to talk about How do you talk about the 10 signs through the lens of pop culture? We have toolkits for supporting LGBTQ plus youth. 
we have a lot of different guidelines for how to help a friend who is in an unhealthy relationship, how to help a friend who is doing unhealthy things, right? That's hard. If you look at your friend and you see that they are, they're practicing these unhealthy behaviors and they're possibly harming a friend or a partner and their strategies to intervene. We have breakup planning guides. We have conversations. There's, there's just so much in there and it's organized by our different learning objectives. So how to start conversations using the 10 signs, how to practice healthy behaviors, how to set boundaries and practice consent, how to help a friend, how to set up to, how to, how to plan a breakup, how to have a healthy breakup, and then how to access resources in your community. So there's so much in there. I invite all of you to, to explore, to dive in. And then also, if you have questions or just want to learn more about how you can bring One Love to your classroom, to your community, I'm always happy to talk to you. My email address is libby.gutrinritter at joinonelove.org, or there's a contact us page on our website as well. I know my name's a mouthful. Yeah, no. Well, I will for sure be sharing your email address and your contact information for, well, when this episode airs, I will be sharing that information just because, yeah, I think it is so important for educators and and community members alike to have those resources available to them in this digital time, especially because you could be, we could be anywhere. We are no longer grounded by geographic location. We could be anywhere. And that's, and that's the best part about this digital world that we're living in at the moment. Mm -hmm. But also at the same time, it's a curse. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So with educators getting involved in your organization, are you partnering with other organizations to help? Yeah. Just to help spread the word or uh, yeah. Do you have other partners and everything or? Yes, we have a lot of different partnerships across the country. We work really closely with schools to make sure that our curriculum can be implemented with the recent passing of the Senate bill 5395, as well as referendum 90. Uh, for those of you in Washington, a healthy relationship education falls under the comprehensive sex education bill. And so One Love's resources are an approved curriculum for that piece. So we partner with a lot of schools to get this information out there. Comprehensive sex ed is, there's a huge preventative component. And so that healthy relationship piece is obviously near and dear to our hearts. We also work with a lot of community-based organizations. So youth development organizations, domestic violence, advocacy organizations, anyone who we, we partner with organizations who specifically work with populations that we're trying to reach more. We know that there are some things that we're really good at, but we also know there are things that like aren't quite our area of expertise. So we, we want to partner with, with the experts when we aren't the experts to make sure we're giving the highest quality education. You talked about how COVID has allowed us to connect virtually. We've had the opportunity, because we've been virtual, and our staff have been entirely virtual since the spring, we've been able to put together a series of internationally reaching educator programming. So we have every other Thursday, we have an educator hour, which is a professional development session. A piece I didn't mention is also on our education center. We have recordings of those. So if you're interested in learning more about, for example, the role of social media and dating apps and healthy relationships, the intersection of mental health and healthy relationships specifically how to adapt our tools to support students in the LGBTQ plus community, right? We have tons of webinars on those and we continue to host live ones every other week. We also run educator certification programs quarterly that allow educators to come together 
And then we also, many of our regions have volunteer networks. So actually in Washington, we're getting ready to launch our West Coast volunteer network tomorrow. So this, it won't be tomorrow by the time this podcast airs, but if that's something that you're interested in joining, also definitely reach out and I can connect you to my colleagues who coordinate that effort. But it's really just a way to bring people together who care about the issue. And I think there's so much power in conversation. There's so much power in knowing that if this is something that's near and dear to your heart because of a personal experience, you're not alone. And that's a really, it's a sad thing and a happy thing. It's sad that it's happened to so many folks, but it can be happy and healing to know that there are people who have come out the other side of an unhealthy or abusive relationship, that they know that there are, there are people out there who, who can treat you with love and respect and kindness and equality and all of the healthy signs, right? And so having that community of folks who are really encouraging is really inspiring, really uh, has been, has been like a bright light during this weird time. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I just know how important this, your resource could have been for me when I was my first year as a teacher, I taught a life on your own class along with a family health class. And I would have loved to have, have your resources available to me during that time period, because yeah, in both of those classes, we're talking about what is the unhealthy relationship and what that cycle looks like and compared to a a positive uh, relationship cycle. And I was scrambling looking for for resources. But you talk about the power of storytelling. Mm -hmm. And that is how I was able to connect with my students because I have my own life experience and being able to share share those experiences and those stories with them, which brought them in. It's the hook as what right. teachers would say, you know, the hook and bringing them, getting them into being able to share something else that could be traumatic, but also a silver lining also. Absolutely. That storytelling is so important. And we we try to provide those stories to kick it off in case folks don't feel comfortable sharing their own stories. That can be really challenging to do in a lot of ways and really vulnerable. And so we give some tools, but anytime anyone wants to talk about their own stories or in tragically, we have stories like Yardley's all across our community. Part of why I'm involved with One Love is that something like what happened to Yardley happened to, to a friend of my brother's. A young woman named Lauren Astley was killed by her partner when she, right after she graduated from high school. And so that story always sticks out to me. She was someone who, who I knew who was part of my community. And it just reminds me that this can happen anywhere. It can happen to anyone. And so One Love's mission is to stop that and help young people see the signs early to give us the tools to have the conversations with each other and to give us the confidence to speak up when we see something. It's a, an old silly PSA, see something, say something. But if you don't know what to say, you can't say anything. And so I think that's, to me, is just the power of One Love is the language and the, and the tools and the strategies of, of what to say and what to do and how to help yourself and those that you love and care about. Yeah, well, absolutely. And so just talking about, you know, the, the romantic relationship side of what you're talking about. Also, it's so important to be able to have those same kinds of conversations with students who and community about the friendship side. That is, it's all transferable skills by being able to communication, but bringing us together so that way we can better support 
everybody across all of our communities and the lifespan because unfortunately, we don't see everything. A lot of things are behind closed doors or behind a screen. So that's the reason why I'm just, I'm passionate about promoting One Love's mission just because you have an excellent resource and education center. And I'm really excited to be able to share your mission and the journey that Yardley has brought us to. Absolutely. And I I think you're so right in thinking about relationships are romantic, but there's so many other pieces too. And if you have younger young people in your lives, it's never too early to start the conversations about how we want to treat each other, the types of the types of behaviors that we want to practice, the types of behaviors we want to stop ourselves from practicing. And we get asked younger and younger, how do we bring this to middle schools? How do we bring this to elementary schools? So we're actively working to create resources around friendships as well, because we practice how we will treat future partners on our friends when we're younger. Having those healthy friendships will also provide you the support system for your relationships in the future. So I'm just so grateful to be able to share all of these tools to the FCS community and to anyone who who wants to have these conversations with young people in your lives. Yeah, these conversations are hard, but they are so worth it. So worth it because you don't know, you don't know what you don't know, first of all, but also you don't, you don't know the impact that you can put on somebody when you have these difficult conversations. So audience, FCS, community, Please get in touch with One Love if you are as a parent or guardian, if you're needing resources, along with as educators, if you have, if you're needing extra resources or somebody on the expertise level, please reach out to One Love because they'll zoom into your classes. <laughs> Lots of Zoom these days. Yes, always happy to help. And anyone can have these conversations. Anybody can. Yeah, anyone can lead a conversation about healthy relationships. And so I'm here to help you do that in your school, in your community, and with with those that you care about. Yes. Well, thank you so much for joining. And want to share your contact information one last time? Yes. So the best, my email address is libby.gutchenritter at joinonelove.org. I'll spell that G-U-T-S-C-H-E-N-R-I-T-T-E-R. You're worried about getting that one wrong. If you just go to joinonelove.org, we have a contact form where you can reach out uh, and that will go directly to me and members of my team and I'll be able to help you. Also on that website, joinonelove.org, you can get linked to our education center and start to explore. So I'm just, again, happy to be here to share resources, happy to chat with anyone who wants, has more questions, wants to learn more about how these tools might fit into your classroom, your school, your community, your home. We have guides for parents as well. Love it. Well, thank you for joining and we'll be sharing your resources as soon as possible. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining the conversation today. Each episode on the Connect FCS Ed podcast, we boldly celebrate families and careers by providing inspiration, support, and resources for teachers, students, and families everywhere. If you could do me a quick favor, please leave me a five-star review on iTunes. My mission is to get this out in front of as many people as possible to help educate and inform the community that home economics is alive and well. Thanks again for spending your time with me today and be sure to visit fcspodcast.com 
for past episodes and resources to help spread the word that family and consumer sciences is today's home economics.